0: But I hate when I feel
1: like this
2: And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast Going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind And bringing them to light Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings If you ever have thoughts of suicide Please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255 Hey, everybody. Welcome to Neurotica. My name is Cody Ryan. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Bobby Christopher Jones. Uh, how are you doing, Bobby?
1: I'm good. I like that nickname, but it might you know, get confusing for you, for both of us, given that we have a guest today. I'm already confused. Oh.
2: Yeah, so our guest today is Christopher Jones. Um, I don't think Bobby's uh, picked up yet what the the formula is for these uh, nicknames he's getting.
1: Uh, at, at this point, it's too few and far between. <laughs> There's no way I could pick up on any sort of formula or pattern.
2: It's literally a CNC. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chris is here because Chris has actually been a guest on the podcast before, and we love him very much, and he actually does his own podcast, which we'll definitely get into. But we are talking a little bit about baseball today definitely still from a mental health and also uh, macroeconomic uh, perspective but we need a baseball expert and that's what Chris is so Chris why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why uh, I would call you a baseball expert and why you would say shut up don't call me a baseball expert
0: yeah yeah I was gonna say don't call me an expert that's an expectation exactly. that's know.
2: how that's the read I have on this I
0: I care too much about baseball that's how you can explain me so I'm basically just a psychopath with you know just, I just like to be traumatized by baseball. I don't really know why. You know, most people like you know, normal kid grows up, he gets into football or something. I don't know what I don't know what ro- uh, what went wrong somewhere along the line. I got obsessed with baseball. I didn't even fucking yeah. play baseball. So,
2: and yeah. that's led you. Chris to is many a sports
0: radio things.
1: style fan. Yes, yeah. yeah. He loves to get mad and yell. Yeah, but he absolutely. actually does. That's a little too insulting because he knows more <laughs> than the idiots that call into sports.
2: Soccer. But yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that's led you to so many different opportunities, though, and, you know, some good, some bad. Uh, But, you know, you had uh, the Fightings is kind of where you came up, and now you have your own podcast, uh, which you can either talk about now or you can talk about during plugs. But uh, either way, oh, you were always, always doing Phillies. No, don't go I co-host that one. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, you did.
1: And
2: inside. <laughs> He's it.
0: Uh stop.
1: Very enjoyable stop. podcast during its run.
0: To Nobody's going to ever it was, find any of Chris's work. It helped me find my footing in podcasting.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. That's true. Led to better things. I Hopefully probably this would to Bobby's footing in podcasting.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't be doing uh, my current podcast without that one, I don't think. Exactly.
2: Well, well. so tell us a little bit about your podcast. Let's, let's get a little groundwork for why we would bring you on today.
0: Uh, well, it's called Absolutely Hammered because I built an online persona of being a drunk idiot who yells about the Phillies um, used to be very true every night. Now it's not every night. It's like every other. So, yeah. yeah so also
1: a term used for your health. <laughs> That's not the only reason why.
0: That is true. So, uh, yeah. So basically I got brought aboard by Justin and Liz from the good fight to the hit and season podcast network. I guess it is. It's like six different podcasts at this point. And um, I being one of them behind a Patreon paywall, which I don't know how I feel about that to this day, but some people are paying for it, so it's good.
2: That means we're five podcasts behind. Uh, Bobby, we need to get (laughs) on this. Anyway, (laughs) uh, but basically, you are a very big Phillies fan. Uh, Anybody who knows you does not need to be reminded of that fact, Uh, but the first thing we want to talk about today is directly related related to the Phillies, and then we're going to talk a little bit more just about baseball in general, but we want to talk about Sports in the sense of fans be, being connected to the players that are on their team, the stars, and what happens when something goes wrong. The player is arrested or accused of something and how some fans will defend that. Now what happens when that happens with player players not even that good? So that's kind of the situation we're dealing with right now with the Phillies and a player named Odubel Herrera. So if anybody doesn't know Odubel Herrera about two years ago, uh, was caught and arrested for, um, I, they called it just domestic assault, but he left handprints on his girlfriend's neck. She did not press charges, but he was uh, effectively banned from baseball and allowed to play starting in 2021. And what do you know? The Phillies said, hey, Odubel, our center field sucks. Can you make it worse for us, please? And he somehow
1: has made it worse. said, I'll oblige. Yeah. And yes. this is a particularly tough subject because Edible Herrera was a guy that fans used to hate for all the wrong reasons. He was mm-hmm. uh yeah. you know a uh, uh, a bat bat flippy like kind of showy like the 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 reasons that people get mad at black and latino and black latino baseball players in particular.
2: He so was that was like why the, people used to hate him. Philly- Well, he was, like, the Phillies version of Tatis Jr. Like, he was never that good, but, like, he had that kind of flair. Yeah, he was (laughs) never that good, but when he did good things, he had that same kind of flair to him, where he would, like, do a big bat flip or, like, make a hand signal or something like that. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, you he could always say, wanted to be seen.
0: you could say he was the Phillies uh, version of like a Jose Reyes, who also sure. had a domestic yeah. assault
1: charge. Sure. <laughs> uh, say that.
2: God. He's the Phillies version of Brett Myers. Uh that doesn't work. Shit. Ugh, no. Uh. Anyway, but like, and I, it's funny. I think of
1: someone who is like that, actually that good,
2: <laughs> but th- we're going to get into <laughs> miss, conversation. Yeah. <miss> <laughs> where people are going to use... I've gotten conversations with Brett Myers that's been brought up, like, you know, you can't be upset. But essentially, uh, the the fan base has split. Like we said, people didn't usually like Duble Herrera. And it was usually things like, oh, he doesn't hustle. And there was very much an idea that there was an anti-Latino base in a lot of the, the things they were saying, because these people were generally racist um, and were willing to say things like send him back to countries not from um and
1: it, so... it, it's a parallel not only with Latina players and stuff but with about this later but like the nfl draft just happened and people were saying that this guy justin fields is dropping for these reasons like oh he's the uh the last guy in first guy out um oh i do actually he doesn't work that hard way. stuff like that so it's like these these criticisms that can be true on a personal level but are largely not true and applied to people that they're not true about and that was but these sorts of criticisms often were about Odubel Herrera, and that causes people like us to go overboard, may, maybe not, maybe overboard, maybe not, whatever. Go push back the Re- other way, reactionary like, at least. Be like because of these unfair criticisms, we are defend and like this guy maybe more than we should have, which made makes this whole situation uh, a, a real uh, flip around. Because yeah, and
2: Chris, you were in the trenches with all of this at the time. Always you are. But, um, mm-hmm. like, at the time, I, I know you were kind of the first person, like, shaking some sense into people.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, doing my best. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's hard when you're statistically smacking somebody in the face with stuff, like, and they just come back and say, well, he was an all-star in 2016.
2: Yeah. Okay. Like-
0: okay, I don't know what to tell you. That was five fucking years ago. And over the past two years of actual baseball play, before he was suspended, he was complete and utter S.
1: So, yeah, is there a sport where being an all star carries less weight than baseball? <laughs> like, no, they have to the pick somebody. So Twenty sixteen Phillies going to send exactly. Nah, yeah, like, oh, like, like Franco.
0: <laughs> Could you? Imagine? There, weren't,
1: there weren't a lot of options.
0: It was too early yeah. for Aaron Nola. So,
2: yeah, and uh, that's the thing, though. It's just like people we're going to bat for a guy on the way out that wasn't very good. And we all forgot about him, like just completely forgot about him. And then we had some really bad options in the outfield. So, yeah, sure. It would be great to have somebody who we didn't know about, who's really good, come up out of nowhere. Uh, But even morality aside, he wasn't good. So this is where it got really complicated. and Weird, though, all those people who were telling us Aduble's lazy, being racist, and stuff like that. All those people would say, like, fuck Aduble. Like, we don't even want him on our team. They were the people now saying Aduble deserves a second chance. And they were saying, okay, Aduble's stats are better than this guy. Like, it's just the game. You know, stuff like that. It's like all this honor and hustling. But, like, he hits a woman. There's I, I saw people say, I would never condone hit a woman. I would never hit a woman. But he deserves a second
1: chance. (laughs) I would never condone hitting a woman.
0: Yeah. But (laughs) it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it shouldn't be weird. It makes sense that the people flipped. I mean, I guess they just need people to get away with domestic abuse because they're projecting. That's really the only way you can really look at it, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Sort of how I view it. You know how I was saying earlier that, like, we push back maybe a little too hard, see if someone being um, talked about in a way that is like racist or unfair. I feel like who are being racist and unfair need to push back in their own way. And their way of pushing back is, oh, you think that you're better than me because you were saying that I was racist when I said he was lazy. But now I'm better than you because as a Christian, I can forgive. Yeah. <laughs> God, Which... Have you ever I heard of re-
2: uh, Jesus Christ? Yeah, who <laughs> died on the cross. And that—that that was the thing that made me laugh the most. Or was at least two people called me a hypocrite and quoted to me how many players were in the league that had uh, domestic violence against them, like claims, and no- nothing happened or like very light, you know, uh, punishment. And I said, "We're talking about a player on my favorite team." do you think I care about them first of all just in a general sense and second of all if I care this much about a domestic abuser not being on my team why the hell would I want them in the league still like it, for me wasn't like I would argue with somebody like and be like well why are you arguing so much about this I'm like because he's on my favorite team I see it right in front of me but I was arguing about you know Araldo Chapman when we were like had all that conversation too it's like they're trying to turn us into hypocrites like well you want to throw out all the players and I'm like Yes. And yeah. it's the same thing of do you <laughs> want to take down sure. all the presidents? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <Bye>. Don't care.
1: <laughs> See yeah. ya. I have like a hard conversation to have about this later, but we can get to that part
2: later. <laughs> a <laughs> yeah. devil's advocate. Chris, before uh, he gets to that though, uh just break him down so he doesn't get to that, please. <laughs> what? Just like destroy his spirit. I just I don't I don't <laughs> wanna I don't wanna hear his devil out. No, um, but I think a doable thing, I think the big thing we have to talk about is the national level that kind of pushed the adubal agenda, um, or not even national, some local writers, but really hinging on the fact that like you deserve a second chance at employment, and there was this real weird dissonance that least okay, I'll say my name, so I'm not afraid. David Murphy's article. Every time he referenced it, he said, you don't know my experiences and stuff. So I don't know what David Murphy's experience with domestic violence is. But in some manner, he must have one. And he wasn't willing to explain. But he's attacking a lot he of He did us. it.
1: He <laughs> used to do domestic violence. Yeah,
2: that's my guess. He's recovering. I'm not getting sued. You can sue Bobby. Uh, but there was always this Paris. thing like, oh, don't don't people deserve second chances? And I was like, isn't he on his first chance with the Phillies? When did they cut him? Like when? Like oh, they, he stopped playing for a year because like it literally was like required.
0: You know he can and have a second just... chance at McDonald's. All right, that's yeah, that's what. Yeah, no, he can have a second chance. You know, he quote unquote, you know, did his time, which he didn't. You know, he just got a suspension yeah. for baseball. He didn't he get jail, He didn't get jail time. He didn't lose any money. He basically went on vacation. He um, got paid. So <laughs> yeah, as work. far as I'm concerned, he can have a second chance, just not in a fucking national spotlight. You know, making millions of dollars
1: playing baseball—just fuck off! With All right, I guess we're getting. Watching. I guess we're getting right into my hard conversation.
2: Okay, well, no, <laughs> might as well. <laughs> might as
1: well. So, how do I? How do I say this? <laughs> <laughs> um. Very poor. When can you hit someone? Forgive someone, or oh. give them, or give them a second chance. I don't think that O'Dibble... He was out of the game for like a, the the a shortest, most meaningless season of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like and that's yeah. it. I don't think that's long enough. But like, when, what do you have to do? You know, well, so like Mike he, Vick, right? He did the dog fighting. He literally went to jail, and then he became like an advocate for treating dogs and stuff well. Yeah, and he. You know, the bad things that he did, he, he used the publicity around it and his platform to try to, you know, do some good in that area and make up for it. And again, he literally went to jail for it. Oduble, and this is where it gets much more complicated. <clears throat> like you said, his, his wife or girlfriend said she wasn't going to press charges. That right. happens all the time in domestic violence situations um, because they're afraid of retribution. Um, that's why they're, they leave, you know, it, it may be some sort of, I don't want to say Stockholm syndrome thing, but like, uh, in this together, you know, it's, it's like whatever connection, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. It is it's like that, connection. that happens all the time. She decided not to press charges. So he's not going to jail. He was out of the game for a year and a half. As far as I know, he didn't really do anything, um, advocacy wise. Yeah, for domestic so, violence, but like let's say you did. When you and if if the answer is never, or like let's think, say three to five years for someone on my favorite team, I I totally understand that because I don't know what the answer is myself. But like you it's hard for me to say if you do this when you're twenty five years old. Knowing how I was at 25 years old, not not that bad. Loving it I was like, (laughs) I was libertarian, so I I loved hitting on 16 year olds.
2: (laughs) I don't know if that's any better to say. Gonna have to edit that so you weren't kidding, but
1: it's making fun of libertarians, so it's fine. (laughs) But you know, like everyone knows that they do that. You do grow like throughout your life, and you're from your by the time you're 15 to. 25 to 30 like you're three completely different people a lot of the time like so what, what i'm what i'm wondering and this is always this is impossible an impossible conversation to have on twitter and a very difficult one to have in any sort of yeah i love point. having
2: conversations like this on twitter people are very understanding <laughs> yes very, including me yeah <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> so like you know that's that's what i think that the hard conversation is and it's obviously subjective person to person as far as accepting them back. It's objective person to person as far as what they do. But like not again, in this situation he was out for like a year the the worst year ever and like another half a year and he's been bad and as far as we know he hasn't done anything Yeah to even attempt so, to make up for it publicly. So I'm not so, saying for O'Dubal necessarily it's Time to forgive and forget, and give and do the Christian thing. But. Bobby,
2: nobody thinks you're advocating for a duel We got it, but I I think I get where you're getting at, though. Is, is saying like, is there a road, and how far would it be? And I, I think a lot of the questions when we talk about quote unquote cancel culture and things like that, people get really upset about cancel culture. The reality is, if you do something shitty and people get mad at you, you did a shitty thing. You face the consequences. If so many people get shitty at you that you are now in the negative light you've been canceled because just nobody wants to buy your shit. But what the thing is with these players, it's always going to be a weird intertwining of, you know, he's a he's a good athlete versus, you know, he did a terrible thing. But let's talk about Michael Vick and O'Double Herrera as if they were the same type of player, even though I know they're completely different yeah. tiers. And I, I want to do this with Chris. You come right on the heels of me. If you heard anything different about Oduble and if you think that what I'm saying is – off base but one what I've heard from a is that he did do intense counseling with his um, fiance and that they still do sometimes and then two my problem with that really is the fact that you know he did no advocacy and the team kind of hid him when it was Michael Vick everything was very public he did not hide himself that he had failed that he had fallen, that he needed to make things right. It was money. It was time. Speaking like he he gave a lot of himself. Where Duble hid in the like freaking nowhere for a while because we just he wasn't allowed to play baseball. And he comes back and he, he says, "Oh, I'm sorry." And um, my fiance forgave me. We did counseling. Like, here's my biggest problem. And Chris, tell me if you agree. I'm a very angry person. Chris, I know you, you're you're an angry person. We are not a Duble angry. But, Aduba went to counseling. He didn't go to therapy. He never went on anything for his individual actions. And I don't think enough counseling with her to share that kind of like, oh, we need to work on the relationship, could work through his anger issues that a man who could leave handprints on a woman's neck would be rehabilitated. And everything's great right now because she forgave him. But... If he does it again, we'll be saying the same thing of like, oh, what, what more could we have done? But we didn't really do anything. Like, the MLB did not have a procedure or anything other than get the fuck out of here for a while. So, yeah. I think it's a failing of the league.
0: No, it, yeah. it it is. MLB still doesn't know how to handle the shit. I mean, and like the one thing you said, like with where they kind of just hit Oduble, they they really did. It was the Phillies' first instance of using that. And one difference to that in Mike Vick is Mike Vick was signed by the Eagles coming out of jail basically as far as i know right this was
2: yeah. eagles were yeah. his
0: team after serving his sentence so the eagles didn't have to deal with all the publicity when everything went down i'm sure the falcons mm-hmm. did um but the eagles didn't have to deal with any of that they dealt with the backlash of signing him which i guess is a little bit different because they just had to have like some type of stance taken and probably i think the eagles plan out a whole thing of like you're gonna go do this and then you're gonna go do that or was that him on his own volition well, the story I that, that i heard
1: some... the story that i heard and i I've Googled this, so I don't know if it's actually true or <laughs> apocryphal. Story that I heard is that my high school, St. Joe's Prep, gave Andy Reid's sons, um, freshman football coaching jobs after they had, you know, had all their issues with drugs and stuff like that. And that Andy, like, Andy Reid saw that and was like inspired.
2: Yeah. Second I mean,
1: chances I... can really help people out.
2: Yeah. And I heard that and I also, get mad at Andy sometimes because he he cut Cream Hunt right away, which I thought was the right decision. But Tyreek Hill, audio versus video, we learned how far he was willing to go. I don't think that was a woman versus child thing. I think it was literally he didn't see a video, so he had enough to say, okay, he's fine.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. I was going to bring that up if he didn't.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we spent some some time on a dooble and I, I think the the big message is that you know it's it's just hard to argue with these people because they do have that kind of out of like yeah like what what if it was you know blah 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 blah, blah like all these hypotheticals like second chances and stuff, but it it really hurts when you root for a guy and Chris, I know you did, especially a Dooble. you followed his whole career and you want to do things the right way and he does something like that and basically the team just kind of says yeah it's not a problem and just pays him and then he just comes back it, it just don't feel Dude, good. It,
0: it sucks on every level like if you want to you don't want to make it about yourself but yeah when it first happened Oduble was my like one of my favorite players I like you said I was a, big a fan t-shirt of out yeah, yeah yeah I had a de- I t-shirt owned it. deleted that immediately um <laughs> yeah and I remember it happened and and like you know, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes after it happened, I'm still processing it. And like there was a moment where I felt bad for myself. I was like, I really liked Oduble. That sucks. Like he sucks now. I can't like him anymore. Not that I wanted to, but that thought went through my head. Like I can't, even if I wanted to, it's like, I absolutely don't want to. This guy needs to get off the team immediately. But then you're just like, everything's like, you go through that whole shit about how bad it sucks and you don't want somebody like that on your team. And then you're sitting there, you're like, oh, are you going to cut him. Are you Are going to cut him. They don't. And then they did what you said, Cody. They just stashed him away, out of sight, out of mind. 2020 and the pandemic definitely took major spotlights off of it because yeah. he's, not in the, he's not in the minor leagues getting reps or anything like that or coming to spring training. And then this year, all of a sudden, he's invited to spring training. He's starting, and then all the bullshit happens. So now it sucks again, all over again. It all sucks. You want him out. It doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Girardi keeps putting him in the lineup. And then you got people sitting here on Twitter telling me that I just don't like Oduble because uh, this, this, and that. Like,
1: shut the fuck it's like, it's it's not this this and that it's yes
0: yeah, it's very simple it's this. yeah it's very simply yeah. one thing like if he did if he was a <laughs> shitty baseball player and it didn't have the domestic abuse thing I would not be screaming to get him off the team because we got plenty of shitty baseball players it doesn't even matter yeah. it doesn't even matter Uh so it's just it's a fucking nightmare and I, I it was one of those things Cody earlier or no uh, Bobby you were saying I'm trying to think of a player that went through this who sucks Well, I thought of one which was Addison Russell with the Cubs he got called oh, yeah. up at the end of that one season mm-hmm. and uh, he got like a a smattering of booze, nothing crazy. Um, but, and on Twitter, like, you know, Chicago, the Cubs have like a pretty big Twitter presence from what I've seen. And I yeah. didn't, I didn't see too much backlash about it. Um, but, you know, we're not really dialed in to cover. I'm not dialed in to Cubs Twitter, so I don't know, but yeah, that, that's a good I, comparison. That player, because he came up and he was not any
1: good and he wasn't good before the whole situation. So Right. So I want to bring up, you know, not to, uh, after Cody's type hypoth- of, but I want to bring up oh, something that's sort of related. Um, but also different. We, our like group chat and everything had a, a conversation where we all ended up in the same place, which is not the place that, um, you know, other Phillies fans of different, you know, views of things ended up with was when the phillies were talking about trading or were in rumors of trading for a uh, trevor bauer who has not done anything like that like Odubel has um and is either very good or pretty good uh depending on if he's scuffing balls and
2: <laughs> we don't know uh, yet you know and,
1: yeah. his luck and stuff like that but, you know, has, has had some good seasons. And it's, like, that's the kind of thing where it gets, like, I, I understand other people being, like, bring them on. But it's where you, like, kind of root for your team to not be as good. So you're, like, I would just day-to-day feel bad wanting good things for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, you know I, I mean? was very, I was very outspoken, and not wanting Bauer under any circumstances. And there were people who did want him, and I kind of, I kind of understood. I'm like, okay, he's yeah. done some really stupid shit, like harassing that 13 year old girl for what, like a week straight on Twitter. Um, still, yeah. still one yeah. of the most unhinged things I've seen a professional athlete do. Um, as far as internet, obviously, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I did not want. I, you don't want that type of distraction, like. If Trevor – if they had signed Trevor Bauer, I guarantee him and I would have had a Temecula meetup by now (laughs) just based off of Twitter interactions. I don't need that in my life. I don't need Trevor Bauer and his fucking, like Bobby said, scuffing balls. You would have
1: played like Star Wars Rogue Squadron of drones against each other.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) that would have been – just flew it right into his face.
2: My mind jumped to uh, Papelbon Harper, and I was like, oh, no. What if Harper gets into it with it? And I realized it would never be Harper to get upset at him. JT might legitimately punch him on the mound. Like, if he does that eye-close trick, and he hits a a batter like he did in spring training, and JT comes to talk to him, and he gives him any answer other than, I'm sorry, JT might just drop that fool.
0: Yeah, no, he would just give him a DDT right on the pitcher's (laughs) mound.
1: Okay, now (laughs) i got a one power to come to the Phillies. Yeah, I want to see that.
0: It would be guaranteed entertainment.
1: It's just, is it
0: entertainment you really want?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I wonder about this a lot. And I'm sorry if I'm taking over, you know, a little bit. But, like, and this is jumping a little bit. Like, because people of our general viewpoint, left of center, we are further, much further left than left of center. But people of a left of center viewpoint, um, if someone, like, comes out and says something dumb, like they get canceled and we have the luxury of doing that because we have so many other people uh, that we can just turn to and like when people that are right of center are just used to liking artists that don't think the way they do. And I, I think it's kind of like flipped in sports a lot of ways, especially sports like baseball, football and hockey where a lot of the guys are white and have a lot of money and it, it's just like kind of an interesting fan dynamic where, like, for example, the Eagles—they had Wentz, crazy Christian, like Lane Johnson. Look at the fucking guy—he wasn't for Bernie. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know that you have to, uh, JT probably Bryce, <laughs> like all, oh, all these guys. One hundred percent. You just try not to think about it, and then that's all you can do. Hope they don't open their mouths, and then like Bauer does, and mm-hmm. it makes you think about it, and it just. Maybe this is more of a statement. It's it's interesting to me that, like, it's very disappointing when we hear that. Whereas, whereas if someone who likes rock and roll music and is a Republican hears someone be like, they should waive the vaccine patent. They're just like, all right, I don't fucking care what you say. Like, make music. <laughs> Play music.
2: Well, I think that's even it's kind of funny because I think both sides are doing it now. I think both sides are just canceling things. It seems like corporations are more being canceled by the right, you know, with these boycotts and stuff. And then on the left, I think everybody's just so disjointed about who they're canceling that some of them are listening to the artists still and some of them aren't, but they're clearly like anytime one of these artists fuck up, they take a hit. So, and that's why I say it's like canceling. We can yell about it all we want, but at the end of the day, it's people being turned off by something they liked. And you can try to convince them, bully them, persuade them. But end yeah, of tell you, a big majority of people have to, that like something have to be persuaded. They don't like something anymore after an event. They did. So it, I don't know if my social media power is strong, weak, or whatever. But they cause a ripple effect. I guess just in today's society, I don't know if it's completely fair to them. I just know it's stronger. We're all watching. You know, We see everything now. It's not yeah. like now now where we hear about like oh it's like uh you know the the most famous man from 1920 used to just punch children in the face as he ran by it's like oh
1: well. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. well, i didn't know did that, that. With? Was charlie <laughs> I've, I've read that like charlie chaplin used to like like 15 year old girls and stuff like that i don't i don't remember if he's the guy but it's like okay I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do with this I, information. I guess, yeah. Like, I, I wasn't watching, like, The Dictator or anything. Yeah. I guess, I guess I'll continue yeah. not doing that.
0: Yeah, I'll be fine, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, you can say uh, it was, like, a different time, but it's just, like, I, there's yeah. fucking nothing. I mean, the, the big one that was, like, two years ago was the person that... Are you guys ready to fucking buckle in for this thread? This is why hey. male fashion is so bad. Fuck you. Like John yeah. Les Ponier from 1671. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Use your uh, time in any other fucking way.
2: <laughs> anyway, speaking of which, I think here's the, another um, funny one was the uh, talking about canceling and using your time better. This uh, big war that would happen in Atlanta talking about the mlb all-star game so the mlb all-star game was moved uh very you know early in the season their patches were still like looked like they were on for that game oh, was that's best.
0: hilarious they just it put the fabric best. over it and just did they not right have
1: extra jerseys? Oh, i guess they didn't they no don't. you think not. they'd have the manufacturing capacity to just like make extra jerseys but i guess not oh,
2: i love it i love it yeah, yeah that was wonderful. so so Atlanta loses the all-star game and there's kind of, you know, this big battle and it starts with obviously these voting rights and a lot of companies start making a stand. And some of these people are, you know, boycotting companies that are based in, you know, Atlanta in such a sense that, you know, like Coca-Cola is Atlanta to a lot of degrees. Like people think of Atlanta they think of Coca-Cola and people are calling on them to, to um, you, know, you know, make a stand or uh, for or against. But um
1: so first, I just
2: yeah, but Sorry. I want to
1: like Chris go. We've been dominating. I want to give Chris a
2: second <laughs> to talk about just the joy that he got to feel at the Braves fans specifically who thought they deserved this and in some way and lost it.
0: Oh, man, it was great. Everything about that whole situation was great. I mean, other than, you know, the GOP just totally fucking over voters, obviously. But yeah. um, it, it was it was really fun to see because, you know, Braves fans don't give a shit. They, you know, those laws, they probably don't understand them, but if they did, they would like them. So they don't, they don't care. All they cared about was their precious game being moved. And they started crying about local businesses being, you know, counting on that revenue. Shut up, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. That's how I felt about it. But um, yeah, it's all, it's all been, uh, it's just add, adds fuel to the fire of making fun of Braves fans. And, and I quite frankly love it. I mean, I, I've had a lot of good times on Twitter, but I don't think I've had as many good times as just ripping Braves fans and just insinuating they were there on January 6th. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a fun ride.
2: Yeah. And um, that's the thing that made me laugh a lot is that uh, I was getting in arguments with people and there was one specifically that came out. It was like trying to, Estimate how much money they lost, and like somebody said, like a hundred billion dollars or something like that. <laughs> oh, I thought the
1: number was like three million jobs. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was <laughs> like three million <laughs> jobs or
2: something, and it was like, not there's no way that many <laughs> there's about people three million people in, in Atlanta, yeah, and it's Dude, Cobb County.
0: The hyperbole everywhere with this shit was <laughs> yeah. Just amazing. I love yeah, it.
2: so they, they really wanted to build up this idea though that jobs were lost and local economy was going to get hit. Uh, the thing is that people were arguing with me, and they were like, oh, "How the fuck do you know?" Um, here's the one time I get the big time people is I went to University of Delaware for finance slash sports management.
1: <laughs> Brudel,
2: yeah, Brudel, yeah, Blue Hands. Um, but yeah, so I took a class that was specifically based on um the finance of hosting a sporting event. So we talked about the Olympics. We talked about the World Cup, we talked about that juxtaposed with like when it was hosted in America and the, the World Cup was at one point hosted, you know, in America. And it was like one of the most popular ones. And that's got put into soccer. What's
0: the World uh, Cup?
2: Uh, the World Cup is where everybody in the world takes a um, turn sipping from this cup. Uh, why, not- why
0: was I never invited to this shit?
2: Well, here's the thing. It, it's got this poison in it, and if you die from this poison, you get to go to heaven with um, all your uh, favorite people are going to be there. And I asked if I could go, and I was trying to see if you could go, and they said, uh, we only got room for two more. And I was like, oh, but like two more seats? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go and put my bag then. So, sorry, Chris. I couldn't bring you. <laughs>
0: Alrighty, then. Well, maybe next yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry.
2: But basically, people try to say when they're selling, you know, even building a stadium, you know, using the taxpayer dollars, this is going to bring so much money to the local economy. We're going to host this event. So a lot of Brazil, when they hosted the World Cups, they built stadiums. But we're talking about Atlanta. People are coming in. There's just one stadium built. Um, And you're thinking, well, okay, people are going to still be in the local economy and spending. Let's discount the fact there's a pandemic still technically going on, but it's going to be a time when I think a lot of people will be vaccinated and stuff a little bit safer. Um, here's the problem, though. When people come in for events like that, the displacement of the local people in the local economy generally offsets, if not makes the event a net negative revenue for the local economy. It's more so advertisement whenever somebody hosts a large event. It is not meant to generate revenue at all. And for the most part, a lot of people stay in their homes and get annoyed at people or they rent it out and get the hell out of the city. That's the money they spend at the grocery store anyway and the other things that they do in their economy. Maybe a slight bump of them having a couple extra dollars in their pocket when they come home. And also the
1: people they rent their houses to uh, annoy everyone else.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and there's like a lot of just things people don't think about, like the city has to incur costs, not just for the infrastructure that's built up, but things get damaged because people come out of town and don't care. But like building these events, it's not like it's just going to be the stadium. It's going to be like scaffolding upon scaffolding with these like special booths and stuff and things to do. And then you have all these players you're bringing in and acts that I'm sure you're paying. Like it's not a free event to put on there. It's not a net gain revenue. And the Braves are absolutely taking taxpayer dollars to put the event on. That's why they were trying to make it seem like, oh, they're losing all the. But like now they can't like use this money for the Braves.
1: That is a legitimately funny thing about it. Because like, again, those are the people that are like, uh, have you ever read um, the Economist magazine? And found out how much uh, money we're losing from this. <laughs> it's like, you're just listening to the people that are making money. Yeah. You, there's, the people that will make money from it are telling you that the city will make money from it. And they're lying. And everyone knows they're lying. And you're just gobbling it up. And I'm the dumb one. I'm not. Yeah, like, the I'm, mayor I'm dumb. Needs- but you're also the dumb one. And yeah. you're just dumb
2: in a worse way than I am. <laughs> the mayor needs to have that. He needs to look cool. The, the Braves needed something. The yeah, they, the they
1: didn't have anything to make them cool besides like Ronald nah, Acuna nah.
2: and all of their players. <laughs> well, Chris, you talk about that a little bit. Braves are like, for a team that was crying about needing revenue, cheapest motherfuckers in the league screwing over their players.
0: Yep, and they always will be that way. I, I swear they must have put a gun to the head of Albies and Acuna to make them sign those, those contracts. It, it bothers the shit out of me. And, you know, the fact that they probably got those prospects in some type of a legal way when, you know, they got that fine and lost some draft picks and had to give one up. And it wasn't enough for what they were doing. So, uh, yeah, no, the Braves, they are some cheap motherfuckers. They always run out to one of the lowest payrolls. Uh, Again, they draft really well, whether they're cheating or not, I guess. Um, And then somehow they're getting these young players to sign these extremely team friendly contracts. Acuna basically cheated himself out of probably... $300 $300 million.
2: Yeah, whatever Titi yeah. signed would have got it.
1: So this happens a lot with the uh, young Latino guys. They get signed for, you know, whatever it is, 500000 a million dollars to a minor league deal when they're 16. And then that has to last them until their first contract, basically. So it's yeah. do I bet on myself, which for American players means, you know, play a season – and try to get a bigger contract or sign as a backup somewhere. But for Latino players it means if I bet on myself and I get injured, then my family that I grew up oftentimes poor with, uh, doesn't get to reap any of the rewards aside from the signing bonus. Or do I do the safe thing? Take $180 million, which is not nothing, but is Practically nothing compared to what Acuna could have gotten if he had gotten to his first contract, and I can't blame them.
0: Yeah, neither can I for
1: taking the money. And it sucks because they're giving up a lot, most likely, to get life, generally, generationally life-changing wealth for themselves and their family.
2: Yeah, and you can't blame
1: them for that. But then it sucks because are the Braves going to take the what? $300 $300 million over 10 years that they probably just saved and put it back into the team? No, they're not going
2: to. Are they going to put it back into the community that they just cried about? No. Nope. No,
1: They're going to put it and back into Cobb County. Gonna get, yeah.
2: uh, we're going to get more accounting <laughs> They're going to get these <laughs> jobs, man. We're going to build these jobs. We're going to have more for, business
1: managers in Cobb just County. For,
2: uh, <laughs> just for reference, Tatis was 22 when he signed his 14-year $340 million contract. Cunha was 21 when he signed April 2019, eight years, $100 million. That will become a 10-year, $124 million deal if the Braves exercise two options at the end I of the
0: contract. I wonder if they'll do that.
1: And let's be real. Tatis also signed under market value. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably yeah. significantly
2: so. But I, I just think they, they're they're similar enough talents so that it hurts to think that he yeah. missed They're the two out coolest that players that in
1: the MLB. Deservedly yeah. so their skill
2: but uh maybe acuna will just realize that the braves are uh jerks and uh request a trade specifically to the phillies that's what i would do um <laughs> Honestly, <same. laughs> yeah or the rockies because that's where the all-star game is going uh but yeah so i i think the one thing that was a little bit interesting about this overall though was that um this kind of happened after a run-up of a lot of different things at once you know over the summer that's when the protesting started uh in regards to Black Lives Matter, there are obviously a lot of developments with that that I don't even need to necessarily get into. But then there was also at the same um, you know like time span since we've you know had this whole pandemic period start was the Redditors kind of made the market look silly, and then all of a sudden when this MLB All Star Game thing happened, I thought, okay, maybe they'll move the game, but we ain't gonna hear shit from corporations. And then all of a sudden games moves corporations are folding start to feel like a little bit maybe people can make some uh action but uh chris i just want to get your perspective as like strictly like a baseball fan like how did you see this going down like did you expect this at all
0: um no not really i mean it kind of came out of nowhere anyway like i don't think you could really anticipate that whatsoever
2: yeah i think it was like thrown around very like Vaguely, um but then, like, obviously, it it happened just kind of like it was a tweet. It felt like,
0: yeah, that's that's how I think most of us found out about it through, yeah. Time. Like it just all of a sudden I was like, bam, there it is. Like, yeah, okay,
1: I like, feel like I, it was like different from the Reddit thing pressuring the market because I feel like that was them because that's like the literal stock market. And this is corporations just being like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna try to look good, <laughs> even though we would probably be in favor of these laws because it would, uh, you know, keep our labor cheap and stuff like that, and our taxes down."
2: I think what I'm just trying to make is a a larger point of when you upset the people, look at what they can do. They can they can upset the stock market. I don't think the people who were gonna go, you know with any of these MLB all-star stuff in regards is going to go flip the crypto market in any way. But like the idea that in this day and age that corporations are scared of us at all, I think is a culmination of a lot of those events together because we're showing, we know what's happening now. We know how to get in on the game and maybe we don't have that power yet, but we know how to like do enough damage to cripple one of you at a time. And you don't want to be the one. So I do think there is a little bit of power to say like, why would a a company in Atlanta a couple of years ago make any kind of statement on this? They, they really would just be like completely mum. Now it's like you make a statement or we're going to assume you're against us on both sides.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. My, I was talking to my dad two weeks ago down the shore and he's a, uh, well, my, my new strategy with my dad is to, um, convince him on every issue and then (laughs) which he's already like kind of there like he's in favor of like medicare for all and like unions for the most part like he thinks they got too powerful which like they got corrupt what what can you say but their unions are not too powerful fucking anymore (laughs) but yeah by a a long shot but Mm -hmm. my my strategy with my dad is to be like all right what about this what about (laughs) this what about this like okay um yeah you're the thing is that you're like a socialist. <laughs> you just you can call yourself a, like social. You can call yourself like a centrist conservative, but you should just like vote because you're actually a socialist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I could, he's like, you know, um, turned 60 in September. So he grew up in the the full Cold War um, propaganda era. But I'm he's, trying to I'm, I'm trying to convince him.
0: He's but, accidentally accidentally socialist. One hundred percent doesn't
1: know. I'm pretty it. sure he was like in favor of Medicare for all before I was. So. Yeah,
2: no sure. I love doing this. I love going to watch or going to Google, uh, especially when like Call of Duty releases a new Cold War game. Going to Google, how many Americans were killed uh, during the Cold War? Directly, and it's like 26 <laughs> people <laughs> over like 34 years. We're, like not even a person a year. Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> That's why it was cold, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's but when I was settled. I was
1: talking to my dad, and he was like, "Oh, you're you're so cynical." Like, I worry about how cynical you are. And I'm like, you know, I guess that's fair, but I think I have reason to to be. But when when corporations do stuff like that, you are viewing it very optimistically, I think, as like, you're scared of what your consumers could do if they gang up on you in sort of a GameStop way. Is that like the idea that I'm getting?
2: No, Not necessarily. I just think that there is now a reality that if you're not shown on certain sides of things or you don't put, you know, certain things in very carefully, you're going to take a hit right away. We've seen just companies social media post for certain holidays and completely fuck them up and that hurt them. I'm I'm not talking about from the sense of like, you know, somebody's going to try to drive up the price to pump and dump like one of these companies or acquire it. But these are local companies that they were calling on for a good part of them. And I know some of them are people work there too. So when you're talking about for them to be afraid of it, it that's a more embedded situation. And I understand there's nuance in all of them, but what I'm saying is even though it's cynical to say, Hey, look, Derek Chauvin got all three charges, but if he doesn't get charged there, Department of Justice was going to arrest him. That's apparently a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. But, you know, we could say, okay, yeah, so they were just doing it so people wouldn't freak out. Okay, but I still needed Derek Chauvin to go to jail. That that needed to be the result. I don't care if you're doing it because you're afraid of me or trying to appease me, but you're doing the thing I want, so why would I be upset? Like, that's what I'm trying to get to. And we have to keep that momentum, I think. Not necessarily optimism. I'm as cautious as you are. But I think we have to say, hey, we are the people, hear us roar. It's worked in a couple of situations. We got an MLB All-Star Game move because they tried to take away the most, like, American citizen thing, you know, voting, you know. And it's like we, we were like, nah, fuck that. Get that out of there.
1: Yeah. Chris, where are you at on this? Like, how how cynical are you about... The uh, motivations behind any company that was like attacking this—extremely
0: cynical. I don't think any of them do it genuinely. I really
1: don't.
2: Maybe they don't. It's all—it's all—it's
0: all pressure. No, it it doesn't matter as long as it gets done, like you said. Yeah. If if we have to get companies to be disingenuous and do certain things, I don't—I don't care how it's done. I mean, quite frankly, that's easier. I mean, we don't have to spend the time like getting them to see our point of view. Just change it and know that we're right and you're wrong.
2: Yeah. I mean, companies are built to make the most money. And if the most money is made by making me happy, I think we fixed the economy, guys. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism. Capitalism's good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> ah, <blue. laughs> no, this is codyism.
2: I just meant making me happy. I don't really care about you guys. Um so I do want to talk about one last thing because I want to talk about this with Chris and in terms of I don't think I have um a good enough example um from the baseball side of view other than maybe um Billy Bean from, like, the Moneyball, like, his experience talk about being, like, a five-tool player that was, like, kind of passed over Daryl Strawberry for a bit. Handsome guy. But I want to talk about the thing that you were talking about, Bobby, because um, Dan Orlovsky went real dog whistle. And uh, people thought, oh, no, Dan Orlovsky is just, you know, saying what he heard. But essentially, he reported that uh, Justin Fields, a QB that was drafted, I believe he was drafted 12th or 11th or 12th by the Bears. Uh,
1: he went, let's see. I think he went, I think 12th.
2: Yeah, so yeah. he went to the Bears. and um, He should Warlowski have gone got... second overall, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, Wierlowski got this report, but basically said that he was lazy. He was the last guy in, the first guy out. Like, What else did he say, Bobby? Like just like just
1: There's stuff like that. There was um even before that report there were um the issues with him were that he like couldn't make its reads quickly enough. Yeah. Um, you know. It was like motivation stuff and mental stuff and I won't get into it, but the reads thing is that's just the offense he played in and there's never in his life been any indication that uh, he's been the worst for his work habits because he was the second best player <laughs> yeah, like, in all, college football I mean, it's all for, stuff, yeah, all stuff you years. can't,
0: All stuff you can't quantify, basically, threw it out. Yeah, yeah. and
1: I mean, that stuff is important in any draft, um, NFL draft in particular. But, you know, that this is not just Justin Fields that we're talking about. This is... If this is like the racial stereotype of black quarterbacks that has helped keep them down for
2: 50 yeah. odd years. And Orlovsky totally, totally didn't see the problem. He was reporting hearsay. And then he went back and was like, Oh, I had better reporting now. And everybody was like, still missing it, bro. Uh, you kind of owe us an apology. And I, I think where I can kind of draw this parallel is going to be a phrase people hear all the time. Uh, Chris have you ever heard the term sneaky athletic yes Which what do you call who do you call sneaky athletic Andrew Locke <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just, uh, it's not sneaky at all look at that body
2: uh, Bryce Harper sneaky athletic to <laughs> sneaky athletic no so but the thing is people have tried to say for years that it's racist to call white players, players sneaky athletic the reality is it's kind of the reverse because when you see the thing with Orlovsky, it's it's assumed that the black players are off athletic, but their mind might not be all there. The white players are smart. That's how they get by. They're gritty. They work harder. That's how they're making it happen. But the black players don't know anything. It's just athleticism. That was the picture he was painting and has been painting in his QB profiles, draft after draft after draft, and somebody finally was like, Every year. Look, he does it every year.
1: I've fallen Jesus. victim to this myself. Like everyone knows that I'm not uh, afraid to talk about my past failings as a person, but, um, I was, um, back in what, 2016 I like Jameis over Jameis Winston over Marcus Mariota. There are rumors that the Eagles would trade up for one of them. And I, even after I learned this, I still thought Jameis was better. Neither of them ended up being good. but <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, Jameis, he's like, you know, he's athletic. And then they're like, he ran like a five flat in the <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh,
2: fuck. I wrong about that part. wasn't out on him until he ate the, the W pregame. That was the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I, if a, you haven't seen that clip, look up Jameis Winston eating W and watch Deshaun Jackson's face the whole time. Like he's just like, what the fuck is going on? Well, Deshaun Jackson is a gangster. Let's yeah, not talk, talk about Deshaun Cause his mom yelled at me, um, Chris, but that's what I was wondering. Like, have you noticed like any kind of like big baseball examples that have been similar? Just like players that have been, you know, I mean, obviously we do see a lot of the dog whistles in baseball, but uh, really like, specific cases of people just being like, oh, I just don't know if his head's there, and he ended up just being like the best player?
0: Um, I mean, it's really mostly the Dominican players, I feel like, are the ones that get it. But they're they're never good stereotypes. Like, yeah. you're talking about, like, sneaky athletic or something, or something like where they're like, oh, he's athletic. That There's at least a hint uh, of being flattering in a way, whereas with them, they're just like, oh, no, their head's not in the game. Oh, look how he, lazily, he lazily runs to first base. He doesn't run it out. Um, you know, just because a well, guy decides not to run as fast as to first on a ground out to first base where the players already gloved it. Like it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. And I, I think, I, I guess, um, I mean, obviously that happened plenty of times. I'm sure like um players throughout the years, like I think what was it, the player who used to play for the Yankees and he was like the star of the Bronx is burning and stuff like that. The one that hit like four home runs in one game or three home runs.
1: Reggie Jackson.
2: Yeah, Reggie Jackson. Like, I know he in New York had this kind of like, like, love hate relationship battle. And I've always seen it a lot with like, um, like certain athletes that like always end up getting like traded and there's like kind of that like sour taste in your mouth, but you like understand that they're really good. It's like people always create these like extra things to say why they didn't win there, but they will always pin it on that player. And it was kind of like the thing when like after the season when Paul George was like, Oh, I didn't play this uh well in the playoffs because uh Doc Rivers played me like this, and we all look at it and we're like played me like clanking. JJ Reddick. Yeah, and you're like <laughs> you're you're just clanking threes that's not playing like JJ Reddick, he would hit those. Like <laughs> But yeah, so I, I think it's just like Chris, like, you know, I think it happens too much in baseball, I honestly to even really say one person, but uh yeah, there always is that, you know, kind of Oh, is he all there? And we even we talked about it earlier, Udubo went through it.
0: Yeah. It didn't matter how good he was playing. He still was the worst, according to uh, half the fan base.
2: Which is funny now because he legitimately is the worst and I cannot convince people.
0: Correct. Now that he now that he is the worst, that uh, <laughs> that half of the fan base thinks he's the best.
2: Yeah. I, I had so many quotes of he hit four home runs this big training and now I'm like. What about now? It's like, well, look at what else we got. And I'm like, well then trade for somebody. Don't put out like a mailbox. That's
0: people are
1: fucking stupid. Look at what else we got. Okay. Like (laughs) everyone is exactly as bad as him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's It's so bad. I, I still can't get over it. There's still that one, that one guy who's just, he's in everybody's replies, defending Oduble constantly, but he, and he's the, he's the perfect example. The guy who, with the cop haircut, and you know, keep
2: saying, "I would never hit a woman," but yeah, <laughs> why Strong is there butt.
0: a butt? Why is there Strong a butt, butt at the end of that man?
2: There's never an excuse to hit a woman, but I have. But grace. that happened in the past.
1: <laughs> you ever heard of having grace? <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> have a little grace. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it, and it's, I can forgive. All right, when can you forgive? What is like you know that old um, what is it? A paradox, or where, where it's like. You take one grain of sand out of a pile, when does it stop being a pile of sand?
2: <laughs> or like how gay? It's like okay, well what, is, what is what is the gay specific well? point where you're able to forgive?
1: Pinpoint it for me. The specific so, point you're able I, to when it's in your it.
2: heart. It's um the friends you made along the way.
1: Yeah, it's Christ.
0: Um, <laughs> when Christ tells me to forgive, that's when I'll forgive. Yeah. <laughs> he came to me. He's been radio <laughs> he silent. Personally. He's been radio silent so far.
1: So yeah, he said, "You know, don't tell anyone about this. I'm breaking his confidence a little." But uh, he said, "Don't tell anyone about this." But you should forgive Odubel Herrera, and I'm off for another thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, guys, so, what I'm using. you're
0: never gonna believe this.
1: I have so. a. I have a right. septic pass that I can use once every 1,000 years to come down to earth, yeah. and I'm using it to tell you <laughs> to forgive oh, a uh a center fielder that has a minus one war in
2: two games. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, if a really wants to win my uh trust back and my love, he really needs to just do um one thing and that's literally unchoke um, Un- Un- his girlfriend subscribe to yeah, go like right on Twitch. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah subscribe so right to the outro no uh, <laughs> I thought that just was where you were going <laughs> no he needs to just he needs to accept he needs to get fucking lost and I'm I'm just gonna come out and say it like I can forgive but that man doesn't need to be in the spotlight. He doesn't deserve the money that he got paid while he was on suspension. And at this point, if you think playing in the MLB is a second chance he deserves because he trained his whole life to be in the MLB, his girlfriend did not live her whole life to get hit. And then him see no consequences. I don't care if she forgave him too, because also people get triggered by seeing this shit keep happening.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. Like, it's not necessarily on us to forgive because we're not the victims of the crime, but like yeah. there are in there are indirect victims of seeing, you know, the get swept under the rug or defended. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like Chris is just like gonna be so impressionable now. Yep. He watches so much Phillies. Yeah. No. But that's that's the thing, like Adubal, most hated player ever, almost ruined Cole Hamels, no hitter. Now, everybody, the biggest fan favorite of all time to hit like sub 150.
0: And also, well also you, you got to um, one thing about the Adubal thing that people don't talk about because you don't really have to, since it's already bad enough that they brought him back on the team. But um, this all comes after like a pretty contentious offseason and hating ownership. And all the dumb decisions they're making, and people were like, I was struggling being a Phillies fan. Like, yeah, I really was. They signed JT and and brought DD back, and I was like, all right, well, at least they did the bare minimum. Eventually, yeah. Grass. Yes, yeah. exactly. So then uh,
2: they they fucked up big time too with the social media campaign of like, we signed JT.
0: Yeah, yeah, rubbing in our faces, like, shut the fuck up, um, and then
2: immediately going no
0: Yeah, no, it was it was really it was like. I, I remember I was just like, I, be, being a fan is very difficult right now. I hear my owner crying poor, like just, yeah. sh- just shut up. So it was, it was already difficult to be a fan. Then they did that, and that was the first time I really questioned. I was like, man, like, can I sit here and like watch this yeah. and, and not and feel I- like a piece of shit? Like Bobby was talking about, we try not to think about it, but when it, when it's all as bad as it's been for the Phillies, it's hard to not think. Yeah. about Yeah,
1: it. when it takes you up by yeah. the lapels. Yeah, it's um, literally
0: shaking you down.
1: That's happened with the Sixers, with Josh Harris. Um, Yeah. It's happened, you know, obviously with the uh, Phillies, not only with the attempt trying to cheap out on JT thing, but there is the big article about uh, Middleton's son. Who's like a shithead, uh, yeah. faux movie producer? He is a huge <laughs> shithead,
2: felony fraud. Him and
1: yeah, I got into like, it on
0: Twitter so many times.
1: Like, dude, don't make me fucking think about this. Like, you ha- you own a professional sports team. Like, whoever's the president is not going to affect you as much as uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it actually it actually probably will. But like, you're going to be fucking fine. Just like, please don't make me think about it. Seriously.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess I get a few people who are like, I wish there wasn't sports and politics because it is actually getting painful to listen to Trevor Bauer talk or uh, so- certain other people. I consider whatever uh, Bauer says is politics because he just seems to be against everyone. I don't know why, um, but
1: I'm going to say he's a and, libertarian, pretty, yeah, clear. probably. Pretty, pretty clearly. He likes drones. I'm pretty sure. he.
2: Yeah, he likes he closing definitely... one eye when the girl comes around.
1: He's probably going to be a guest star on the Elon Musk Saturday Night
2: Live. Live. (laughs) Joe Rogan's favorite player. He he leaves two tickets to every game for Joe Rogan, just in case. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, I think we've talked to death about uh, some of this MLB craziness, clearly, because usually MLB is the boring sport, and it's getting crazy. And, And Chris has been living in it. It's a bit crazier than he's even thought. But, Chris, tell us a little yeah, bit more your about- sport sucks. <laughs> it does. Do you- <laughs> That's
0: why I no, say, like, what went wrong as a kid? Baseball is boring as shit. Like, I admit that. Baseball sucks. I don't know why I like it so much.
2: No, but when we talk about it, clearly it, it's got drama. It's like TNT. Yeah, I was going to say, TNT's got the drama, <laughs> sir. Because okay. he's not sorry. the characters.
0: They've got that market. sorry.
1: He once tweeted that when uh, he or his friends were in a fight with their girlfriends, they would just text each other. It's TNT.
2: <laughs> <we got> <laughs> that's really good I uh, won't be using that <laughs> alright well Chris we got a little thing here called plugs and we want to hear more about your podcast
0: uh, patreon.com slash hitting season no G in there just hitting season and it's and five you- five bucks a month and you get let's see there's absolutely hammered with his, which is me and Justin the dirty inning, which is Justin and uh, Dr. Trevor Strunk. Uh, continued success with Liz and Justin.
1: Trevor and Strunk did... is a uh, Hagelbahn on Twitter.
0: Yes, he is. I think that's it. Trev! It's hard to keep up. I feel like we have a new. Uh...
2: There's offered every week.
0: There is there's lots of podcasts for your five dollars. So you don't have to listen to me if you don't want to.
2: And and also Chris is uh, dipped his toes into the world of Twitch at the behest of me yelling at him constantly.
0: Yes, twitch.tv uh, so slash and season. Yes.
2: And I'll just jump in off of that. My only plug is obviously going to be twitch.tv slash coderan. Uh but also I just want to say I know we got stimulus checks recently. Hope you guys have been spending them on something fun to get yourself to relax. But there are a lot of people hurting out there right now, and if you have a little bit that you can donate, I think right now is a great time to take the blessings that you may have from a tax return or a stimulus and give a little if you can. If you can't completely understand, use it on your mental health. Bobby, what do you got?
1: Uh, Nothing. Great. might write something soon. Probably not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a mood.
1: So Scott justting.
2: I wish Bobby would just start promoting neurotica in the middle of neurotica. Just like, listen to my podcast, Neurotica. <laughs> like what? No,
1: I got these I got all these ideas, but I'm afraid of people telling me they won't pay me for them. so <laughs> you'll never see them. <laughs> all
2: right, well, go give Chris five dollars, give me five dollars. tell Bobby you would theoretically give him five dollars, and we'll all be happy. Uh, This has been us here at Neurotica. Bobby, what's the last word?
1: Uh, Would you like to adjourn to another dimension? Take some LSD?
2: Chris, can you say something better than that? I I don't. uh,
0: Did you ever drink Bailey's from a shoe?
2: Damn. It's a tie, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Bye.